Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 86, the Devin Asiasi episode. What are some other 86s? Ooh, nice one. Kayvon Miller. Kevin Miller uh, went to Berkshire. Shout out. Um, Cam, is there any? I feel like there have been good Giants players that were 86, no? Why are you so quiet? You're, you're like silent. I'm on AirPods today. I can't. Oh, I, I also don't have my video on. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, it's just me. What's there up? he is. All right. Um, winners and losers. Uh, big time loser, Dylan. Didn't upload upload the pod in time. Couldn't get the takes off it. Didn't get votes in. So no now, to take. We'll say it was on before we started recording the next episode. So well, what you want an hour vote with no votes on it? No, I'm just saying technically it wasn't late. It it was late. It's supposed to be. I mean, these things we record the week's news, so now that news is yeah. two weeks old. It's weekly though. Yeah, but it's it's. Two weeks old now. I put it in. I got a complaint. I got a complaint from our number one fan, Marge Pero, that uh, there was no episode up. So, Tucker, you I'm gonna say sick, it was dude. late. Do I sound sick? I'm. I, I'm just getting over my you sick. Sound very, very. Ill. I, I don't feel sick at all. So that'll be a real problem. I think my voice has just gone a little bit. Did, did we? Did we hype up our new sponsor last episode? No. Okay, I'm going to let you take that over. We have a sponsor? I didn't know we had a sponsor. Our new sponsor. I know what it is. Yeah, I also do. I have no idea. I, got, I have no idea. Oh, the 101? The 101? That's what I heard. Yeah, no, the 101's our new sponsor. I actually got yelled at by my father for not picking 101 as my favorite number. So, uh, oh. yeah, no, definitely, definitely a bad take by me to not put, you know, the number of my new restaurant as my favorite number or even in my top five. So that was a bit of an embarrassment. I thought we shouted it out last week. We've I, shouted. I mean, we've talked about it before. We've yeah, talked I about it we once. Did. Okay. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought we did too. But another shout out. Double winner. Love it. Love All it. right. Um, when is it open? Uh, eventually. <laughs> uh, breakfast should be in a few weeks. Um, Good. Yeah, go check it out. Get some brekkie. Uh, big winner of the podcast, Dylan Benham. Uh, wiffle ball champion for the fifth time. Congratulations, Dylan. Um, wow. Shout out to Cam, team manager. I mean, people are Could've asking, done it without him. can Dylan win without Trevor? And vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just feel like it's two guys that need each other to win the championship. It's kind of one of those things where neither of them are that good. They went on their separate ways, trying to make their own legacy. Neither of them succeeded in their own legacy, so they had to team back up to win. Any thoughts on that, though? That's just what the rumor on the street is. Not my personal. Uh, cheers to, to five, gentlemen. Uh, oh, he's got a nice little martini. Um, yeah, no utter domination from the humongous, humongous melon heads. Never really challenged from what I saw. Uh, but I felt a little nervous in our last game for a little while. It was, no. we were losing at like half, I think. I didn't, I wasn't able to come to the game, but we ended up winning by like 15. Um, Dill, would you have been nervous if you had to play? 
the mountain goats? Uh, no. I think the uh, the first <laughs> game. I think the first game really with the scrimmage. Uh, see, the the thing is, we got hot I, though. We got hot. When, when we when I play you guys, I don't hold anything back because it's you guys. <laughs> so when I. You know, like when I'm playing somebody else, like a younger kid or something, and we're already up by like, I don't know, enough. Um, I'm swinging first pitch. I don't care where it is. I All right, yeah, let me let me talk about this. We back. Let me talk about this scrimmage game first of all. I half-assed that scrimmage game. Oh yeah. I laid out for one pitch, and everyone's like, "No, no, you were trying hard." No, I laid out for one ball because it was. I thought it'd be fun, and it was, and I didn't make the catch. But I half-assed because I hit like crap because I was just swinging at whatever I wanted to swing at. And then I came back the next game and started the game with like three straight home runs. So clearly I wasn't trying. Also, I asked you guys to just kind of throw me some BP to get us warmed up for our game. And that didn't happen. So thanks a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, I was just pitching. That's how I pitched. You could have just thrown me some meat so I could get my swing I did throw you meat. I threw you a curveball right over the side of the plate. What are you talking about? You nuts. All right. Anyways. Congratulations, Dylan. And congrats to Cam, team manager. Cam, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just really proud of my team. Um, a lot of people are, are doubting my instincts and my uh, coaching abilities, GM abilities, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, maybe I wasn't there, but I think every player on the team can vouch for me and say that I really was there. You know, you step up to a bat, you think, oh, man. Remember what Cam said in the text message group chat. And uh, Johnny kind of uh, brought that out for me when he, when he, Ben was like, uh, does Cam even get a ring? And John was like, yeah, Cam gets a ring. This is what he piped us up with. So I, I like to think that I had a part in it. Obviously, I was a rookie of the year one year, so I, I have a lot of experience in the tournament. And I know what it takes to be great. I never want a ring of my own while uh, as a player. But uh, this one feels just as sweet. So, neither have Tucker and I. The goats failed again. Uh, we won't go too far into that, but just a classic goats joke job in the playoffs. Um, and next year, might might things might switch up a little bit. The goats have been a team for probably close to ten years now, and it might be time to shake it up a little bit. Maybe we could have um, some of that go down on the podcast. We'll have to see in the future. But yep, with all weekend. That's a good idea. Yep, with all weekend Instagram was. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, maybe maybe a a, a a expansion type draft situation. But all right. Um, any other winners and losers? Can we move on to wasted takes? Let's move on. All right. We have talked about wasted takes before, and I think there are three quarterback takes uh, between me, Tucker, and Cam. There's four four quarterback takes. So it's football yeah. season, boys. Uh, who wants to uh, start with their quarterback take? Whoever goes first, I just I need to go. I think I should go after Tucker. That's okay, I'll go first. Cam, I'm not talking about the same team as you. Yeah, I don't think you are either. But all right, whatever. Go ahead, Trey. All right, I'm just doing the classic Patriots angle. So, not a lot of news this week in the NFL. You know, preseason's going on. It's it's sluggish. It's slow. You know, you don't you you don't get huge news stories of everyone so every every day. But one of the bigger stories going on is with Cam Newton. There was a quote-unquote misunderstanding about the COVID protocols. He went to a doctor's appointment that was approved by the team. Something happened. And since he's not vaccinated, uh, 
he is being required to stay away from the team for a week. He is tested negative for COVID, but still, I guess he has to stay away from the team for a week. And uh, Mac Jones has taken over first team reps at camp. Um, heard he had a bad day yesterday, but I don't know how he did today. I didn't hear. But Mac Jones has looked. He was 30 for 37 with two interceptions. Today? Yeah. Okay, so he's not done that great. Well, I mean, 30 for 37 is good, but the two picks is tough. Anyways. You don't know the picks. They could have been, you know, kept. Yeah. Well, anyways, he looked solid in that uh, the first two preseason games. Cam Newton looked okay. Uh, he looked bad in the first one. Good, really decent, like pretty good. One of the best we've seen him throw in the second one. So uh, the competition is definitely going on. I still think Newton is going to be your starter week one. But here's what's here's the the thing that I think Bill is doing right. Bill signed Cam because Cam bought into the program, right? Cam loves Bill, talks him up all the time. No, Nothing Bill loves more than being talked up by his players. Makes him look like a good coach, makes other people want to come play for him. Just It's just overall a good thing. Feeds his ego. Um, so he had Cam buy in and sign him to a low deal. But he knows now that Jones is the guy. And he's seen enough of Jones to think, I can win. You know, he might not be a world ender, but I can win with a guy who can dink a dunk for seven yards at a time. Just trying to figure out how can I make this a win-win situation where, you know, I'm not just kicking Cam out on his butt and bringing Mac in. He purposely gave Cam Newton the wrong COVID protocols in order to open the door for Mac Jones to take over the starting role. Bill <laughs> Belichick has said this week, yeah, this is a huge opportunity for Mac to get a leg up on the starting role. He doesn't say stuff like that. He doesn't say this is a huge opportunity for him. He, he's never said anything like that before. He, you know, he, what he would typically would say was, yeah, there was a misunderstanding and uh, we're just going to practice how we're going to practice. Uh, you know, we got to always be ready next man up. He said Mac has a huge opportunity here. Um, so he's definitely looking for Mac Jones to take the starting job. Doesn't look like he's doing that great of a job of it over the past two days, but he is he has made up this entire situation just to put Mac in front of camp. That's the take. Um, I'm going to start off here because obviously this is wrong. I mean, Bill is a equal opportunist. He is giving everyone a shot. I don't think he set this up at all. I think Mac made a mistake. I'm sorry, Cam made a mistake. Did you guys notice that Mac is Cam backwards? Yes. Oh, yeah, we did. Just realized that right now. But um, going on from that, um, Cam made a mistake, and you know Bill. Like, this is the guy that cut Jonas Gray for showing up late to practice once. This is a guy that doesn't take shit from nobody, and that includes a quarterback. I mean, this is how this guy operates. He doesn't run this whole, like, oopsie, you made a mistake, sorry. Like, no, you made you're a mistake, yes, you're going to face you're, the consequences you're agreeing for with your me. actions. No, but you said Bill set this up. Yes, to make it look Bill like... Bill did not set this up. Bill did not set this up. This, Cam fucked up. This Cam makes it look like Cam messed up said, so he can hey, put Mac in. Cam fucked up. Mac, you got an opportunity now. If you can step up to the plate, I'll give you that shot. Whose fault is it I that Cam messed up, Bill though? Would do this. It's Cam's fault and Cam's fault alone. Are you sure about that? 100%. I don't know. Bill doesn't 
Bill wouldn't do anything to go against it. Because if Bill started Mac, he would do it without a shred of doubt and would say, I'm starting Mac Jones, and I think he's the best choice. He doesn't doubt his he doesn't doubt himself. He doesn't like play these whole games to like validate his decisions. Bill makes his decisions whether people like it or not. Like there's been bad decisions that he's made. He didn't play Malcolm Butler in a Super Bowl. People hated it. He still did it. He didn't explain why he did it. He just did it. Yes. So if he wanted to start Mac, he wouldn't say, like, hey, guys, I'm going to make up some elaborate excuse for why Mac should be the quarterback. No, he'd just be say, hey, Mac's starting quarterback week one. That's Bill Belichick. Is Belichickian. This isn't some, like, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan bullshit where he has to find some excuse for what he does. He just does what he wants. It doesn't take shit from nobody. You, you couldn't be more wrong, Tuck. He's so, he's so smart that he is putting Cam in a situation where Cam's not going to be able to come out and be like and complain because it looks like it was Cam's own fault that he lost the job. You're you're no, doing some sort of no, weird reverse psychology Bill where you're making you're making Bill, uh, Bill look like what he's. What? I'm going to talk over you still because you cannot hear you over me. So. You, you're making it seem like Belichick's a dummy who would just say what he means instead of being the actual genius that he is and do all these things behind the scenes, which he does. Cam? No. I think um, I don't put anything past Bill Belichick at this point because Blakegate and Spygate and all these things that he's done behind the scenes, he probably did do this, and it's not even to like mix up the quarterback competition. He probably he knew he was going to start probably – right after one drive of the first preseason game. I think that he's just doing this to mess with everyone else's head. And that's how it's always been with him, is he's a um, deceiver. And this just brings me into my next question. I don't really have much take on the take. I think it's very possible, probably not probable, but possible. Um who do we all think is, I don't know if this is going to be a later segment, we might as well get it over with now. Who do we think is going to be the week one starter after two pieces of weeks for the If you asked me four days ago, it would have been Cam. And now I'm going to say Mac. Nobody else has any thoughts on that, huh? I'm just going to go. I'm going to say Cam. Tucker is in La La Land. No, no. I, I mean, I don't really know. I'm kind of keeping up in the air right now. I don't really know who the quarterback is. game is the Dolphins, correct? Yes. I think it's Cam. Um, and I think that is very possible to change by week two. But I do think that Cam is going to be the one to start. And he is on. He is, um, as they like to say, you are playing with fire while on thin ice. It's no good. So I would say I would say Cam too, um, just because I think it's more beneficial for Mac to watch the first game on the sidelines, um, just to get you know wet the beak a little bit, get his feet a little wet, and and understanding the magnitude of the NFL, and maybe can see a few things. Uh, that Cam might do wrong or things that he might do right and can learn from it in that first game, then I think that's more beneficial than him going out there week one and just kind of 
going out there to dry. What is like, your thoughts on the take, right though? The wolves. The thoughts on the take. Um, I think Cam and, and Tuck are both right in a sense. I think Cam's right in the fact that nothing's off the table for Belichick. I think he's a mastermind of masterminds, so he will he will come up with any sort of scheme to make anything go his way. I think. Um, so I don't rule this out a possibility, but I agree with Tucker because um, it seems like something that he wouldn't do, at least to me, because like Tuck said, I would expect Belichick to just go ahead and say it. Just be like, yeah, uh, I'm feeling Mac a little bit right now just because of the past couple games as opposed to going through this elaborate scheme. But, you know, maybe it's even deeper than that. Um, he want, Maybe he would wants to see how Mac reacts to um, opportunity, whether he, if, if, he, if he has the, the want, you know, this young, the will to do it, and maybe that's part of the test. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think that could be very true, and I also just think that maybe this is a way for him to not have Cam be – a vote because he's a leader in that club into in that locker room. So if he's a vocal, you know, uh, if he's if he's against Bill, it's going to turn the team against him. So just I'm like I'm not a I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm a connect the dots guy. I also think I also think that um, this week or whatever that he can't be with the team. Once the week's over, Belichick will just be like, oh, it's over. Like let's move on. Let's go play football. I think he's going to be done with it. Once it's like, once it's over. Well, I think he'll be done with it, but I think he'll have to make some decisions on who he wants to start his first game. All right. Uh, Not based on that, I don't think. Tucker, go. Yeah. Um, well, my ways to take, I was watching the San Francisco 49ers game the other day. Jimmy G played one drive, had a decent drive, but ended up getting picked based off of a tipped ball, which, you know, in those situations, not really the quarterback's fault. They didn't want to see any more of Jimmy G play just, sorry, Trey Lance for the rest of the game. Uh, and he had a tough time. I was utterly unimpressed by him. And from that, I have decided that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers for the entire 2021 season. I don't think Trey Lance plays at all this year, maybe in victory formation, but that's it. Maybe on a couple of designed run plays, you know, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers this year. I disagree with this. I'll go first. Um, you know, yeah, what I was um, throwing back to the Alex Smith home Kaepernick years where uh, it was the, they were 49ers were doing great. Alex Smith was playing well. Um, and they decided to go with Kaepernick, and it was the week after Thanksgiving, and my take was Garoppolo is going to start until the week after Thanksgiving, and then Trey Lance is going to come in. Now, while I'm not that impressed with Trey Lance, who's that impressed with Colin Kaepernick in the preseason either? So I don't think Jimmy G is the answer, because if he even plays a shed worse than how he did when they made it to the Super Bowl, they should not start him because he couldn't do it. And now he's playing in the NFC with probably the NFC is 
playbook. It's easy. He's playing against just in his own division, the Rams and the Seahawks, and then he has the Packers, and then he has the Bucks. He's not going to make it through. They need some sort of uh, something that that uh, other teams aren't ready for, which Jimmy G is, I'll pass for 220 yards a game, and I'll throw a touchdown, and that's how I do it, and I'll hand the ball off a lot, where I just I can't see him playing the whole season. If he does, I don't think they make it. All right, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, I think, how much better are you going to be with Trey Lance than Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think that much, if at all. I think, Cam, you saying he can't play any worse than when he went to the Super Bowl run? I don't think that's true. If I think he, he could. Any wor- if he plays any worse, I think they need to, they need to get somebody <clears> else in the game because when he made it to the Super Bowl, that team was better than they are now, and there wasn't as good competition. They didn't have Tom Brady's Buccaneers team. And if he plays worse, there's no shot they make the Super Bowl, so you might as well let Trey Lance try to figure it out. I agree that they I don't think I don't think this is a Super Bowl year for the Niners, and I don't think they're, they're, their expectations are that, uh, that high. I think their expectations are probably, let's get to the playoffs and see what happens um, any given Sunday. But I think Trey Lance is there to be the future, but this year, his job is to sit and be the insurance plan if and when Garoppolo gets hurt. Because everybody knows he's been banged up here and there for, you know, a couple of years now. And if he goes down, then you've got a reason to bring in Lance. I think that the Alex Smith approach is going to be more of the Patrick Mahomes Alex Smith, where you have the veteran guy play out the year. And if he, you know, as long as he doesn't suck, suck then you keep the kid on the bench. I don't think it's a win-now mode for them. I don't think it's the same situation as the Patriots where you've got a really good defense and you've got a solid offensive line and you're kind of just missing the quarterback. It's a team that is in in uh, flux right now, and I think you, you don't risk, you know, tanking the guy's confidence by sending out there and, you know, losing game after game. You stick with Garoppolo. So I like the take, Tuck. I, I, I'm, I'm behind you here. And again, I want to specify that I think quarterbacks do so much better when they sit for a year. I think it worked really well for a lot of guys. It worked for uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, like three of the greatest to ever do it all sat before they started. And I just think that quarterbacks, it helps quarterbacks a ton just because they gain confidence. They gain all these abilities. Like they get to learn the systems before they get thrown out there. I just think it's a huge thing for these players that they get to, you know, learn everything before they get thrown in front of NFL-level players. It's just a huge advantage for these guys in terms of confidence. It makes them play better, in my opinion. I don't know. So I definitely think this will help Trey Lance in the long run. I just, I mean, he was thought of as the least NFL-ready of the prospects that were in this year's draft. Mac Jones was thought of an NFL-ready, low-potential, low-ceiling guy. Justin Fields and Trey uh, and Trevor Lawrence were thought of like guys that are good to go. Uh, Zach Wilson, I guess, was a good to go guy. Maybe could maybe benefit from it, but he's on the Jets, so he's definitely going to start. So I think Trey Lance is in a great situation where he can sit for a year, learn the system, and then play. Dale? Yeah, I I think Tucker's 
right in the sense that uh, um, quarterbacks who sit for a year, I think, is a good thing. Maybe in certain cases, I mean, it's probably an average of things. Like maybe somebody's a little bit more ready. Maybe somebody needs a little bit more time than that. Um, but like I said with um, Cam and Mac, even that one game, I think, is uh, uh, would be more beneficial than just throwing them out to the wolves. So I think Lance has a lot to learn. I think he can learn from Jimmy and being on the sidelines. Like uh, we've all had um, doubts about Lance because he didn't play a bunch and all, and all that up in South Dakota or wherever the heck he was. Um, North Dakota. Um one of the Dakotas, shout out Dakota Steakhouse, fantastic meats. Um, so I would, I would, uh, I would agree. I think. So Tucker, I, I completely understand that. And I pretty much agree with you. If it wasn't for my take that I made about the Kaepernick Alex Smith comparison. So I'm going to stick to that. But I wouldn't be surprised if your take happens either. I'll go ahead into mine if that's okay. It's good. Yeah, I just can't wait for uh, in next week's show for you to put the Niners in the Super Bowl. That's going to be excellent. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a little t- tongue twisted here. <laughs> um, so, it's not going to be fun next week. I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, that's why I was getting a weak advance start on who was even going to make the playoffs for me. And everyone's seen my vanilla. Anyway. Um, my take this week is about the game last night. We watched the Jaguars versus the Saints. Um, both teams actually haven't declared who's going to be the starter. So it was Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew. Um, and it's Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. There is one clear-cut certainty that I saw from last night, and that is that Jameis Winston is going to be starting quarterback for the Saints. Yep. Yep. Easy pick, he tells it's an easy pick because Taysom Hill has not only Jameis has not only outproduced him in the preseason, but also Taysom Hill has other uses on the field. So there's no reason not to start Jameis. Um, now, here's what I think about Jameis. I think that his eye surgery may have changed his life because he's always had an issue with seeing which team is which. And half the time he throws it to the right team, half the time he throws it to the wrong team. Linebacker blind. 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. And now that LASIK happened, he just seemed to figure out which colors go with which. Now, Dylan, I'm not sure you can understand that quite as well as Jameis can now. Um, However, Jameis Winston is going to be in the top three MVP conversation this year. I'm not guaranteeing an MVP for James Winston. However, I am guaranteeing that he is going to have the best season that he's ever had. He's going to have 10 or less interceptions. He's going to have 30-plus touchdowns, and he's going to have another 5,000-yard season. He's going to be one of those names that we had last year in the Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen conversation. Um, And this is going to be the best year to date. He's going to be a top three MVP candidate this year. Okay, you had me in the first half of the take. I don't know about the second half of the take, the actual take. But I do. Th- I am 18 months removed from openly rooting for the Patriots to sign Jameis Winston as their quarterback. 
I do think the eye surgery is going to make a huge difference. People forget he threw a touchdown pass in the playoffs last year. Um, he is going to be better for sure. I don't know if he's going to be that much better. He will be better. He'll be a solid starter, I think, in the league. Um, he's also a weird a junk science guy. So he's a guy that is always doing these weird workouts. I saw a video of him this uh, spring where he was running around and his his uh, like his his trainer was chasing him and like whipping a towel. I don't know. He was whipping a towel at his trainer. I don't know what the hell. And then I saw a video of him last night with he had like a red and a white ball in his offhand and then a green ball in his throwing hand and he's going like he's doing the throwing motion then slowing down and lining the balls up in front of him. He's <laughs> he's something else I'll tell you, but. I do think he's going to improve. I think that, I mean, if you can't see, you can't play football. So, uh, big big ups on Jameis, but he will not be in the MVP conversation. That is definitely not going to happen. Uh, Tuck? Uh, yeah. I have a take that I want to see what you guys think after I say this. Taysom Hill was signed to a four mil, $140 million, four-year $140 million extension, which would make him a top five paid wide receiver in the league. <laughs> Are you telling me that the Saints think of Taysom Hill as a top five receiver? No, they think of him as a gadget guy that nobody else has. I buy Taysom Hill is a quarterback that they can see changing the position. Jameis Winston might come in for a few plays here and there to change everything up, but you don't pay a guy $140 million over four years just to be a utility-wide receiver. Well, he's not very good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he's not even their number one wide receiver. There's no way they're paying him this much to be a utility guy. Sorry, I don't buy it whatsoever. They wouldn't have given him this contract if they just wanted him to fill in the role of being like a 600 to 700 yard receiving yard, 600, 700 receiving yards per year. That's not what you pay this amount of money for. It doesn't make sense at all. They clearly have much bigger plans. I think that he will be a huge part, if not the quarterback game. Dylan? Otherwise, why the hell are you giving him this contract? Well, so I had a similar take kind of to what Tucker was saying months ago um, about Taysom Hill. I said that they need to get a guy who they can pair with him to where they begin to do some ridiculously new play scheme that involves two quarterbacks and, and utilizes his shiftiness and craftiness and his different abilities. Um, everybody laughed at me, and it's great to see Tucker on my side now on that that front. Um, that said, I think this can go two ways. Um, I think either Winston starts, like Cam says, um, because I think he's a better quarterback. Um, I don't care how much money you pay somebody. We paid the Red Sox, Pablo Sandoval, Sandoval $100 million to eat the buffet after games and then ship him back to where we took him from. So people don't care uh, about how much money you make, they're paying you if you're not very good. Um, so I, I, I either see Winston starting and Hill playing a minimum role, kind of like these 
off-end plays, maybe a couple times a drive at the most, or they do this crazy hybrid system that um, no one's ever seen before, which I think is very unlikely, but I think that's more likely than Hill being the outright start. All right. Dylan, uh, go ahead. All right, so piggybacking sort of off Cam's camp. Cam was talking about the Jags. Uh, Saints game. He went on to talk about the Saints. <laughs> I'm going off to talk about the Jags. Now, like Cam said, the Jaguars have not named their starter. Um, I mean, it's a given. Uh, Lawrence is going to start. I, I like Minshew. It, I mean, unless it's Urban Meyer, right? Yeah. Unless Urban Meyer thinks that sitting Lance will give him more experience and he doesn't care if they lose more games or whatnot. Um, I, I see Lawrence being the starter. It doesn't make any sense. Why not? Um, I think it might hurt him in the end, like Tucker says, but that's like, like Tucker has been saying, but that's besides the point. Um, the take is Lawrence is going to start first four games. The Jags are playing four teams in the, obviously the first four games. They all, did not have winning records last year. Um, I think the Jags are going to start Lawrence and lose all four of those games. And they're going to be 0 and 4 start of the season. So I, I said I'll go first. Go ahead. I didn't hear you. All right. So first part of the take, I 100% agree with. There is no universe in which Charlie Lawrence does not start. Pick a cool one. If you drop somebody. Your first head coaching job in the NFL, you have the number one draft pick, and you take a quarterback and don't start him. Probably not going to be a good look from the fan base. That being said, Gardner Minshew is loved by uh, all of Duval County. So maybe you have some leeway, but I agree. He, Trevor Lawrence will start week one. He's the poster child of that county. He, he is. He fits and, well there. And I, I think they should have just taken their L's and just kept him as a starter for the rest of his career. Me but too. That's just me. Um, <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence going to start. They played the Texans in one of those games. They uh, played first, Texans. First so, game is so Houston. So this is the part. This is, oh, this is what I'm getting into. They played the Texans first. Um, Derek Carr is the last QB to win their rookie game. And before that, it was many years before that. I do not think he... Lawrence is going to win his first career game, regardless of who he plays. He could be playing. Do you think he could be playing the Jaguars B team, and he'll probably lose. So, um, do you think any? Wait, you're talking about first round rookie starters, or just rookie starters in general? Rookie, a, a rookie quarterback that starts his first game hasn't won to his favorite car. I think that's what it was. It might have been first round or something like that. Though. I think you're right. No, I think you're right because I'm thinking Derek Carr's first round. Um. I mean, there's five people picked in the first round. One of them was bound to win. And also, there were five people picked like three years ago. None of them won. I'm telling. That's what. That's what. I, I mean, maybe was, I didn't read that much into it. That's just what I I read. I, think I read that they go one and four. Uh, I think they're gonna win. How could they play four games and go one and four? Oh, I thought you said five. Not that one and three. So they play the Texans and the Broncos and the Cardinals and the Bengals. And two of those games are very winnable. Yeah, Tim, but what do you have on your record for that? For the Jaguars total all season? 
for a no for those four games. I don't have it um, out individually. I have the Jaguars finishing the record of 4-13. I'm pretty sure I had them only winning one of them. So, there are rumbles that maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't all he's cracked up to be. I think it's a little early to say that based on the two preseason games. However, he hasn't looked great. And this Jags team has a long way to go, I believe, in their uh, development as a team. Um, so, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, rookies, it takes you time to get acclimated to the league. Especially when you're thrown out there right away, you go from playing college to right away seeing the NFL. It can be difficult. So, um, yeah, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, the Jaguars are a joke, always have been, <laughs> except for one year. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't really have much other to say than I, I do think it's entirely possible. Uh, Tuck? Yeah, I mean, again, they just... They did just lose today, Travis Etienne. I don't know if we were going to mention that later in the podcast, but Travis Etienne out for the year. First draft pick of the entire draft, and we said that before you even got injured, too. Yeah, I mean, we were, no one was really impressed with him. Um, but losing, you know, the guy that was supposed to be the future of their running back, I'm guessing – uh, is a tough look. I mean, they still have James Robinson there. I don't think their wide receiving core is that good with DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. Um, and their defense is fucking... Sorry, their defense is just terrible. Their offensive line is so bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're weak in a lot of places, and the fact that they went with getting a second running back in the one position they were actually pretty good in last year is an absolute joke. So somebody on this podcast, couldn't remember who for the life of me, said that Urban Meyer was going to make the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence this year. Oh, was that you? (laughs) That was dumb. Um, All right, that's Wasted Takes. Uh, in terms of news stories, not too, too much going on. We can just touch on, I guess, all the quarterbacks. Uh, start off with Lawrence. I did not watch the game last night. Obviously, we just said he looked bad. Any Anything else you took away from it, Cam and Dylan? Because I know you two watched the game. He looked bad, necessarily. I think his line looked bad. He didn't have a lot of time. But he, he did check downs. He was accurate on every throw that he had time for. So... He just looked like pretty much like week one. He just did what he could. He just had a lot more reps. And he looked like he was a Jaguars quarterback. I mean, there's not much you can do on that team, especially having your top receivers with me. Uh, Dill, anything you saw that's worth mentioning? Um, I He didn't have any turnovers. That's good. That was worth, that's worth mentioning. That's about it. That is good. One guy that is surprising me, because I thought he was going to be a bum, is Zach Wilson. He's starting to look like the real deal. Uh, obviously, still very early. but And I think the Jets are going to be miserable this year, <clears throat> in spite of how he plays. He'll be the best rookie ever, and they will still stink. Um, but he seems to be moving up people's lists. Uh, anybody got thoughts on him? 
Um, What'd you say, Cam? No, I'm sorry. I said go ahead, Tuck. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Uh, I really do. He's got the arm talent. I mean, he's got no distractions, you know, Mormonism. He doesn't have woman. He doesn't have alcohol. He's the perfect quarterback to bring in New York City because he can't be distracted by all the things that New York City can tempt you with. Can't get mono. But, yeah, can't get mono like Sam Darnold. Can't, you know, can't be a drunk, can't be a party guy. You know, like there's a lot of things. Can't have a woman hold him back. You can have four women. Advantages. I mean, he has so many more hours a day to work on football and think about football because he has none of these distractions. I think there will be a movement in the future that all quarterbacks might become Mormon. Yep. Um, So Lance, I didn't really see what what happened with Lance. So somebody somebody was talking about him earlier. Uh, How? You probably watched the most of the game. I didn't watch the the 49ers game. Um, I think it was after the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I should have not. Well, I was watching it. I wasn't impressed. What did he do? Do we know? He just, I don't know. He was like, there was a point, I mean, he was under 50% completion percentage for a lot of the game. He didn't really impress me much at all. He was missing passes. He was, I don't know. He just was not an impressive quarterback in my mind. He went 5 for 11, 67 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Yeah. Uh, the interception wasn't really his fault. It was tipped up a little bit. High catchable pass. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a good throw, but it wasn't an interceptable ball. I mean, it shouldn't. It might not have been caught, but it shouldn't have been tipped up for an interception. Well, I mean, one TD, one interception. I mean, you can't really fault that, I guess. Um, Justin Fields, did anybody see him get absolutely murdered? No, no. I did, but I heard about it. Oh, my boy. There was a play when he got smoked. and the hel- Did the helmet come off? I don't know. I think it did. He got yeah. absolutely wrecked. But he went 9 for 19 for 80 yards and no TDs, no interceptions, 47% completion. So pretty pedestrian day for him after his big coming out party. I don't think – I mean, you can't expect these guys to be that great to start. Uh, Any other thoughts on fields? Okay. Uh, Mac Jones. Um, They had the Eagles game. Uh, He looked pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, 13 for 19, 146 yards, uh, pass rating of 91, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But still, that, I mean, uh, peep, the big knock on him in week one was, yeah, he had a good completion percentage, but it was for like 70 yards. Like he didn't really throw up, he didn't really make any, you know, long throws, didn't really get yardage. Did here, um, but like I said, Cam Newton played well. So both quarterbacks played well. They blew the crap out of that team. Eagles are a joke. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mac looks good. Any, anybody thoughts on Mac so far? Love Mac. I think he's exactly what the Patriots need. Uh, yeah, don't have any complaints. I mean, he's played well. Yeah, no, I, I can't really knock him for anything, and I'm trying to be as critical as I can, but 
he's playing smart. I mean, he is kind of just playing it underneath a lot more than, at least in the first game, he played it underneath a lot. But I think he started to, you know, put it downfield more in the second game, which I liked. Till, what do you think of your quarterback? Potentially. Um, <clears throat> I think it's good. Like I said last week, um, fits the system, and I think that's just the story with Mac. I'll bring up a question, though. Um, after the first two weeks of the preseason, would you have rather we tanked for Lawrence and got Lawrence? No. Are you satisfied with Mac? I all, the season we had last year. I was on the tank for Trevor Train for about two weeks after Brady left because I was my mind was in a pretzel. But I'm glad we did what we did. I'm glad we tried to win, and we still got the guy I think that we wanted all along. Um, but I mean, still long way to go. Like I said, but the Patriots. I mean, Patriots Twitter is like blowing up about him, just saying like his teammates are all bought in on him. I saw Matt Slater talking about him and saying how much of a professional and how much. Uh, he's enjoyed working with him. So, I mean, I am I think it's going to be a big year. So, I'm excited. Um, all right. Something we talked about briefly last week, but we didn't really talk about baseball. The Red Sox have blown a 10-game lead uh, for the wild card spot to the Yankees. They are currently in position uh, for the second wild card. They got to fight off the A's. We got to kind of root for the Yankees uh, to beat the A's here. But, um, I mean... For me, it's just classic Red Sox. This is the stuff that used to happen before the 2000s. <clears throat> we saw it in 2011. Just They just get your hopes up, and then they just break your heart. And this team had no business being good this year, and now they aren't. So, I mean, a lot. there's a, lot, a little ways to go still. They could make the playoffs, but they do not look like that team that they were three months ago. I mean, you got to hope that Travis Shaw, uh, who's coming back to the team, brings a little pop. Uh, and play some good good first base. I mean, that's what they are kind of missing. And then you got to hope Sale really picks up the slack with the pitching. Um, Dill, your thoughts on the Red Sox and their collapse? Like I said last week, um, I think they're currently in a spot like we sort of imagined they would be at the beginning of the year. And like you just said, they overachieved. Um for the first half of the season. And um, I think if, you know, baseball is a game of averages and you play so many games that eventually your team will start to level out and be who they really are, I think. Um, and I think that's what happened. We, we were got lucky at the beginning and played, got our good, good, games in at the beginning of the season and then we're starting to get our bad games at right now um the good news is is they are still in a playoff contention i mean they're in a playoff spot right now um there's still what like 35 is games left are you guys are you guys trusting your team that we don't need the Yankees to win this week are you guys rooting Oh, I'm rooting for the Yankees. I want any help we can get. I do not trust this team at all. I'm I'm rooting actively against the Yankees. I do believe in the team, and I think uh, I think you know the Sox are one series against the Yankees of bumping up ahead of them. You know, so as long as we stay relatively even with the teams around us and then get hot at the end, you know, there's always 
the best chance of making it. So I'm not going to root for anybody to win. Uh, Tucker, any thoughts on the Sox? Um, you know, we had that walk-off grand slam, so momentum. That's all I got to say. Momentum is the move. Uh, I think that that's a turning point. I think this team's got everything to win. I think they got the aura of a winning baseball team when the playoffs come around. I think they'll be better than the Yankees. The Yankees are classic choke artists in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, so momentum is all we need. A walk-off grand slam is all we need. Um, Cam. And I, will, and I will say one more thing. We haven't really been on a bad spell. We talking I'm about? Looking at, I'm looking at the games right now. Since the All-Star break, we were we were hot coming <clears throat> off the All-Star break. We were like 8-4. Uh, and four. And then we went on a spell of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 straight losses. Lost 7 out of 8. 10 out of 12. And then we picked it back up. But we just happened to lose three straight to the Yankees last week. Well, so I mean, it, but like over they, the past month, they've lost a ton of games. There was a there was that bad spell for a week and a half where they played all road games, and then they lost three straight to the Yankees. So, I mean, if you really take the the big picture, they were bad for a week and got and just lost to the Yankees, and that's where we're at now. So, I mean, there's still a whole month and a half left. I don't see that as a as a dramatic trend, is what I'm saying. It was just a bad spell for a week and a half, and unfortunate that we lost the Yankees. Cam, your team obviously is reaping the benefits. They're playing really well. Uh, um, your thoughts? Hello? Uh, Cam is gone. He's paused. You're paused, Cam. All right, we don't have Cam. <clears throat> so we don't have to listen to the bullcrap Yankee talk. I was going to ask him about Giants camp too, but whatever. Um, hold on, he's locked out of the call. Let me see if I can get him back. Um, okay, let's move on to list guys. So list guys this week is top five favorite NFL players that have never played for your team. Now, I think we're doing... Are we doing retired players too or no? Players who played in our lifetime. Okay, this is an annoying list. Um, All right. First, Cam, give me your Yankee thoughts and then give me an update on Giants camp too for the New York listeners. Um, Yankees won their last 10. Giants camp... I said, I think last week, that Daniel Jones was not going to be playing in the preseason. Turns out he's going to be starting against the Patriots next week. Uh, very excited for that. Preseason really doesn't mean anything to me other than seeing who might stand out, which no one has except Carter Coughlin, linebacker. Um, he's been making plays all over the place. He's been talking to Tyler John on Twitter. So he's my uh, guy to look for out of the preseason that's going to make an impact in the regular season. All right. Uh, Cam, lead off the list. 
right. So my number five, I'm going to go with somebody who should be on everyone's list just for respect purposes. Like Fitzgerald. Um, just, I mean, just a, a, I don't know how to describe it. He just represents the league so well and never had a problem off the field, never had really a problem on the field, just been in the league for so long, just been doing his thing for so long. You just have to respect him. And I have another couple of guys ahead of him, obviously, that are, uh, I, I like a little bit more. But um, Larry Fitz deserves to respect him. Darker? Yeah, um, I got a weird one here. Um, it's not really anything about the player specifically as much as the name of the player. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone's going to have – I'm actually confident no one will have this player on their list. I know who uh, it is. There was a time that I wanted can to I, my son after this player. Can I guess what team he played for? What team? The Jets. Yes, he did. Nah, Trey, would you is. like to say who my player is? No, nah, you say your own player. Debrickishaw Ferguson. My first child will possibly be named Debrickishaw. Um, we'll have to see. He will be bullied heavily in high school. But I don't know. I mean, a guy named Debrickishaw Ferguson, how can you not love a guy like that? Like, I just remember every time his name came up, I was like, let's go. I love this dude. Um, so, yeah, had to put out some support for my guy. I bet he's going to be the only offensive lineman on anyone's list. So good for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, my list has changed drastically in the last five minutes. Cause I was going to go with like currently playing players, but I'm not going to now. Um, my number five is going to be a guy who's just the epitome of cool. Uh, Bo Jackson. He played baseball. He played football. He did both very well. Uh, Bo knows just kind of an icon, the picture of him with the shoulder pads and the bat on, uh, just a cool guy. Played both sports was a freak. Uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time. So I'll just go Bo Jackson. Number five. Dylan. Now this is a very tough one for me. Um, I really didn't start watching football until I was about 14. Or so, so uh, number five for me, I'm going the hair man. I'm going Troy Palomalo. Get that head and shoulders. Love the commercials. Uh, little defense action. Um, I'm, I was always a fan of the Steelers in a sense. I think it was like my dad's favorite team when he was growing up. So kind of rubs off on me. Um, iconic because of the hair. So I'm going Troy Palomalo. Cam. I'm here at right, number four. Um, I'm going with so this guy is actually uh, goes by the name of Brian Fitzpatrick. Now, I wasn't a big fan of him like growing up. I just thought he was like a typical back and quarterback until he grew up a beard and until he just started bouncing around to different teams. And not not caring where he went, not caring about the money. Just every time he played, he would just go balls to the wall. And he doesn't get hurt, ever. And he runs okay. the ball, and he dives, and his helmet comes off, and he gets his neck twisted. And I just respect the guy uh, a ton. 
So, Ryan Fitzpatrick has earned my respect over the years, and it's been wonderful. Tucker? I actually swear to God, I also have Ryan Fitzpatrick as my number four. I mean, my defining moment was when he came out in Deshaun uh, Jackson's clothes. Was that Deshaun Jackson that he stole the clothes from in the uh, locker room and came out and, like, his all his clothes, he had the beard growing out, and I was just like, this guy's awesome. I don't and know. from then on, I was a fan of him. Uh, okay, my number four is going to be another two-sport guy. It's prime time, Deion Sanders, uh, just the swag. Uh, he's a great analyst afterwards. He's involved with Barstool now, which is cool. But, uh, I mean, talk the talk and walk the walk. You look good, you feel good, you play good. Uh, just the biggest head in the world just thought he could not be beat, and it made him great. Um, so he's one of the best defensive backs of all time, having played the position. Uh, great respect to prime time. Not a bad baseball player either. So, Deion Sanders. <clears throat> Dill. Um. Hold on, I need to get some semantics here. Uh, dang, I was not alive. Um, I'm going to go number four for me. Uh, a guy who we have mentioned. I Wait, I messed this list up. Bo Jackson didn't play in my lifetime. Yeah, no, not even Bo. All right, I don't care. That, Continue. Whatever. Um, a guy we brought up today, I'm going Drew Brees, number four. I uh, always root for Drew. I like the Saints. I like New Orleans as a place for sports. They don't really have much to cheer about down there. Um, so, Drew Brees has been iconic. He's been... He was... Well, is he is he the leading uh, pass yards guy? Yes, so, until about week four or five this year he will be. Yeah, okay. So, um, he's got that for him and a lot of touchdown passes. Um so I wish he won a Super Bowl, but it is what it is. Um, but I'm always, I always rooted for him. Like I never didn't root for him when he wasn't playing the Patriots. So I think I got to give him the four spot for that. All right, Cam. And I have a uh, actually Troy Polamalu still in seven or eight. Hell yeah! I got him at my number. The hair is a big factor that went into this. And just the way that he played me was he the guy that can make the tackle, make the sack, but he also had a bunch of interceptions and uh, just a joy to watch him play. It was similar to Ed Reed. They were kind of like compared in the day, but uh, strong safety to free safety. I got to go with strong safety. I played the cat back in my day in high school. Um, but yeah, Troy number three. Tucker? Uh, for number three, I have Mr. Kiss and Titties. I have Miss Mitch Trubisky here. Uh, if you ask me why I like Mitch Trubisky, I'll tell you I have no idea. Uh, just fell in love with this guy as soon as he got drafted, mostly because I felt bad for him. Uh, because he was in the same draft class as Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson drafted for both of them and was just... Played for the Bears. I like the Bears. Uh, he was a disaster on them. I basically blame it all on Matt Nagy. And he beat the shit out of the Bears this week while playing QB for the Bills as their backup. So 
Yeah, Mitch Trubisky just has like a soft spot in my heart. I always believe that the MVP will be the best player in the like. I just always thought he was about to break out, and I uh, never did. But maybe he will. He's still got He's young. All right, I'm gonna try to fix my list now because I realize I messed it up really, really bad. Um, so my number three is gonna be Baker Mayfield. Um. I just love the energy he brings. I, oh, I love, messed up. I, I love the common man feel he brings. I love the fact that he's playing for the Browns and kind of finding success. Um, just the swagger. Uh, you know, he's a little guy, but he can huck the thing. Uh, he's just kind of the man. He's just he's just got the nice the nice uh, facial hair going, the head wrap. I mean, he's just he just seems like a cool dude. So I'm going with uh, him as my number three. Dale? Going with the short guy. Um, number three for me. Um, oh, God. Um, um, number three. For me, I'm going to go with a guy who we had mutual coaches with, and that's Steven Hauschka, um, kicker. Um, he played football. He was a kicker in college at Middlebury College, I believe, up in Vermont, and the kicking coach there is actually the guy who was helping me out for couple months at Castleton and I was thinking about doing that. So I feel like I have this connection with the man. Um, good, great NFL kicker for a few years. I think he kind of tailored off for a little bit um, past few years, but he's still a starter. Um, so Steven Hauska, I always get giddy when I see him on the screen. So I'm like, oh, I know the guy that taught him how to kick. That's a good one. He's a New England guy. Cam? Number two. I got Drew, Drew Brees, number two. Um, I don't know if there's any explanation needed for it. He's just an all-around great guy. Wish he would have took it out one more season. I think he could have gotten it done. But, um, yeah, I mean, short guy, came into the league, underestimated from Purdue, and then just uh, set a bunch of records that are now going to be broken by Brady. Okay. Um, yeah, just love the guy. Class act. Two. Um, Tucker. Yeah, my number two is the people's quarterback. Anyone want to take a guess at who it is? Ben Roethlisberger. Sam Ellinger. Incorrect, incorrect. Jay it's Cutler. Like- it's Blake Bortles, of course. Oh, that's oh, a yeah. good one. I mean, this is the guy that when, when he that's was a good asked one. I like that. what he'd be doing if he wasn't playing quarterback, he said, I don't know, probably working construction, ripping six. They this all... is the guy that bought a Tesla because he wanted to stop dipping, and so he figured the only way he could do that was by stop going to the gas station. Like, this is the is a man of the people. Blake Bortles is the people's quarterback. I love Blake Bortles with all my heart. I want him to come to New England. And you know what? If 
he came to New England, they're like, hey, we're not starting Mac, we're not starting Cam, we're starting Blake. I'd be perfectly happy going four and twelve this year. Um, four and thirteen. Sorry. He was one time asked, like, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? What's a day like in the life of Blake Bortles? And he says, well, I get up and I piss. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. I mean, he's just a man of the people. Poor guy was just set up to fail from day one. Love Blake. Uh, my number two is going to be Ed Reed. Uh, stud of a I safety. Like everyone's going to have the number, same number one. I doubt it. Uh, I still don't know my number one. Ed Reed, <laughs> absolute stud. Just had the respect of everyone that played him. Like, nobody was ever like, Ed Reed's a bad guy. But he played like a bad guy. He was mean. He hit hard. He picked it off. Uh, I remember after the two pick game, Cam tweeted Trey McMinter, Ed Reed, and I was like, "That I love that Ed Reed's the man." Um, I don't know. I just always like. I never liked that rate. I never liked the Ravens. Like I've always hated the Ravens. But Ed Reed was one guy who I was like, I really like Ed Reed. Uh, hate Ray Lewis. Uh, hate uh, what's that end they had? The really really ugly one. Uh, Terrell Suggs. Um, Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Love Ed Reed. Ed Reed's a man. Uh, great safety. Dill? Um, shoot, I had it and then I lost it. Um, if you want to go two picks in a row next time, we can do that. Let's do that. All right. I, had it and I don't want to waste any more. Tucker, number one. Yeah. Number I mean, Cam, one. Cam, Cam, number one. Cam, number one. My bad. So, I have to make a change. Um, Larry Fitz is gone. I'm sorry. respect him a lot, but he's gone. I got to put Pat Ackley on the list. And he was on your oh, good call. But I just thought about it. He'll come in somewhere on that list. We lost Cam. I was thinking to Pat McAfee, but number one's going to be Peyton Manning. There he is. Number one's Peyton Manning. Number one's Peyton Manning. Uh, obviously a huge Eli fan. I tell you guys all the time. I send you guys tweets of Peyton Manning, how funny he is. Uh, all-time competitor, all-time funny man. Was on a roast. Roast of, uh, I forget who it was, but... Uh, very funny and still making a impact on the world and the game today. Definitely going to be number one. All right. Tucker. Yep. I also have Peyton Manning here. I mean, he's just a super fucking likable guy. I don't know how anyone doesn't like him. He's just fun. You know, he was a great quarterback when he was there, but the Patriots beat him most of the time, which made him even more likable in my eyes. And then on top of that, he was just a really good guy. Maybe he didn't steroids. You don't talk about it nearly enough. But, <laughs> I mean, he's super funny. Uh, he's just, like, a fun guy. I don't know. Like, it's just – it's nice, unlike Tom Brady, to have just such a likable guy at quarterback. Yes, I'm shitting on Tom Brady again. Sorry, but your avocado ice cream is just boring. And I kind of hate you. Uh <laughs> If Peyton Manning was my quarterback, I'd probably call him the GOAT. I would not. All right, I need if to amend would, my list. Yes, you would. I'm, wait, wait. If Peyton Manning was your quarterback, 
Tom Brady was never your quarterback. You're telling me you two believe Tom Brady's the GOAT? Yes. Cap. He's Cap. won seven Super Bowls. I, I would say, I would also I would say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If, Cam, tell me if like you were a Peyton Manning. Oh, you're not gonna like this. You're not gonna. He like is a Peyton Manning fan. fan. He loved Peyton Manning. I know he's Manning, but not, I, no, I, no, no, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker, just because I'm biased doesn't mean that he's not the goat. But all right. I'm amending my list. I'm sliding Bo and Dion down because I never watched them play. Going number five, Peyton. Number four, Bortles. So Bort, it's it's Manning, Bortles, Huda Baker, Reed. My number one is Drew Brees. America, yeah, that's America's quarterback. Nah. He's a nah. a guy who united like Baker. Drew Brees united a city after a horrible tragedy, led that team to its only Super Bowl. He's a family man. He's, you know, he's just, he's everything. He's, I really, I always, whenever the Pats got knocked out, I wanted them to go on and win it because he deserved to win at least three. Um, Great player, even better dude. Uh, Miss miss having him in the league. Uh, Great pump-up speeches. Uh, Houdat, Drew Brees, number one. Dill, number two and one. Now, I said Drew Brees five, and I said that he didn't win a Super Bowl, and nobody said anything. Missed it. You would. Totally missed it. Well, it was because he didn't win two, so the first one doesn't count. Oh. We all know that. That's true. Um, so that one counts, though, because doesn't count, the no, entire doesn't city count, was in one. ruins when he did it. Yeah, but that that's the point. He had the backing of – it was like the Red Sox in 2013, all right? They shouldn't have won either. They weren't that good. Um Number two, I'm going. I'm going Bortles. Number two, um, I had completely forgot that he was the people's quarterback, um, and all those stories until Tucker brought it up. Um, You're welcome. And so I am. I'm big up Bortles. Nothing. Nothing better than a guy who's just a guy who just happens to be just a top top thirty at what he does in the world, which involves throwing a. A brown ball. Is it brown? Yes. I'm colorblind. Yeah. Okay. A brown ball around. <laughs> didn't know if it was if it was red or brown. Uh, I didn't want to screw that you one thought up. Footballs might have been red all this time. I'm really bad with the with the earth tones. That's that's what gets me. Um. So, so Bortles number two. Um, and then number one, I'm going with. Uh. I've got to go with my man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can't bump him off the list, and I think his list, I think that's a shame. Um, we, talk about, we talk no, about... We talk about... Not Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I, uh, I, ne- I, there's, there can't be another person who's played on more teams than Fitzpatrick, and it can't be even close. Um, you talk about... Any- Talk about Bortles being the man of the people. I think Fitzpatrick literally might be the man of, of of most of the peoples because of how many teams he's been on. Um, so I think he got cut short in Miami too. I think that was baloney. I think he should have started that whole season two years ago, but um, I think it was two years ago. It was last, last year. year. Last year. Uh, so. 
I, I always root for the guy. The, the beard, like Cam said, changed him. Um, he's just a gritty player. I love it. He does, never gives up. That's what I love. All right. That's the list, guys. Uh, quickly, let's do a movie. Percy Jackson, The Sea of Monsters. Um, let me review it first. I couldn't remember a single thing from watching this movie. It came out when we were in high school. I went and saw it in theaters. I remember going to see it. And I remembered the Cyclops guy. And that's about it. This movie is forgettable. It is not anything close to the book. It is uh, not close to the first movie, which is not even close to the book either. Um, just boring to me. Uh, you know, didn't couldn't get into it. Um, the actors are all right. Logan Lerman sucks, but uh, the Annabeth... Uh, Alexander Daddario. She's smoke show, so that saves it a little bit. Um, and it's we, it's you could just tell that they were planning another another sequel. I think they were going to do all five books into movies, and then yeah. this one sucked so bad. They were like, after the first one sucked, and then this one sucked even worse. They were like, you know what? Never mind. Let's just call it all off. Uh, but it did make me look up Percy Jackson, and there is a Disney Plus. Percy Jackson series in the works, Tucker. So I know yep. you're right about that. I know. Also, watching this movie made me think about Tucker's take that Percy Jackson is better than Harry Potter, which was just so bad. Um, so I mean, it just to me, I just I watched it two days ago, yesterday. I watched it yesterday, and I can't even remember it. So uh, this one's gonna get a four six for me. Just a just kind of a meh movie just nothing really happened that impressed me was memorable so four six for me dill did you watch it yeah i did watch it and um i think it counts as watching it on uh saturday night i was home alone decided to crack open a few make a couple of mixed drinks I ended up turning it on on my phone uh while i was watching or while i was playing video games um you know when you get drunk to the point where <laughs> things that you're not looking at, you don't hear as well? <laughs> That's what happened. But I did end up watching the last, like, 30 minutes in bed. So I'm going to count. Um, like Trey said, it, it, it has, it's not close to the book. The first one wasn't close to the book either. Um, and it is entirely forgettable. I, I remember I bought it on DVD, watched it once, and was like, yep, never watching that again uh, until two days ago. Acting, not good. Just It's, just, it's the biggest disappointment because the books were so great as a kid. Um, so for that, for that reason, I'm going to give it an even lower score than the movie actually is. I'm going to give it a one. Oh, a hard one. one. one zero. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. Uh, Cam. Yeah, that's... It's so cheesy, too. It's so badly acted. It was the first time I've actually ever seen it. And um, I'm a big Lightning Thief guy. I liked the book better than the movie. Um, but the first Lightning Thief movie was awesome. Not as good as Harry Potter, not even close. Um, sea of Monsters, never read the book, but the movie leaps and bounds worse than the first one. Um, 
didn't enjoy it very much. Very predictable. Um, I don't have much else to say. It, the, like, the adventure just wasn't as cool as the first time around where they have, like, three different steps to get to. I don't know. Um, I will I will say this story in itself is much less going on than the right. first book. Like, the yeah. second book is way better than this movie, but the story itself is nowhere near as intriguing as the first book. Right. I'm going to give it a higher score than both of you guys because I, I, I enjoyed it, I guess, more than you. Um, but it still doesn't touch the first one. I'm going to give it a 5-6. Tucker, your movie, right. your score. Yeah, um, I thought the movie was interesting. I've never seen it before, actually, even though I'm a huge Percy Jackson fan. Yeah, yeah huge Percy <laughs> Jackson fan. <laughs> hey, hey Tucker, why, why is the Percy Jackson better than... Why is Percy Jackson better than Harry Potter? Oh, I don't know. Let me bring in Mark. Hey, Mark, why is it better? I don't know. J.K. <laughs> uh, Rowling is just a dumb bitch. And I'll say that on the podcast because I strongly believe it. I agree with you. J.K. Rowling is a dumb bitch. And, yeah, sorry, uh, she is an old – I can't remember the Percy Jackson author name. Rick, Rick Riordan? Riordan? You are the biggest <laughs> fake. You are, a, you, you are such a fake. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I think that the books are way better than movies, you know? Maybe, I mean, you know what? They didn't get the budget Harry Potter did. They didn't get the A-list celebrities Harry Potter did. Um, and I'm hoping nobody's that this talking. Talking. Yeah, none of this is really good. <laughs> Shut up. No one wanted to hear your take. This is my fucking time to talk, so you guys can keep your mouth shut. Tucker's, Tucker's <laughs> off the rails. Um... But yeah, you know what? The Confederate soldiers being on the boat was an interesting twist on the story. And you know what? Go fuck yourselves, 10.0. <laughs> that's that's awful. Yeah, I'm inflating the score. I'm inflating the score. I'm giving it 10.0. Honestly, I didn't expect anyone to watch. I was going to give it a 10.0 on my own and make it the movie of the year. Now that all of you watch, it kind of ruined my strategy. But yeah, still, I'm giving it a 10.0. Uh, okay. That average score is 5.3, so not even close. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a terrible movie based on that score. Dylan, you ruined this one. It's on the low end, for sure. I'm, I'm glad I gave it a 1 to even this out. Yeah, that that is good. Um, Alright, Dell, movie. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Movie time. Um, this might be, this. what, the last movie? Are we going to do movies during the no, season? No, no. Uh, maybe no, one don't. more after this one. Maybe two more. Yeah, I mean, we'll do it up until football, but once football yeah, starts. Yeah, second to last movie. Pick a good one. Dill, I literally put in the chat, come up with a movie Oh, I, I, four I, minutes I, ago. I lost so many points. Oh. I'd probably be winning the ways it takes if it wasn't. <laughs> You'd definitely be closer. Um, Dill, moving like molasses I'm, tonight. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I wanted to do Talladega Nights, but I'm pretty sure I already picked that one last year. You didn't. So not, I don't believe. I didn't. No, I don't remember watching that. I think I did, so I'm just not gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna go the Da Vinci Code. 
Ooh. Never seen it. I've read the book, didn't see it. Huge fan, Dill. It's I'm going another book, uh, book to movie combo. Um, I've seen it once. I never read the book. Uh, I'll watch it again though. I, I like I watched the whole series. I, I like the first one the best. Boys, we've gone through first a lot one. of movies. Love it, Dill. All right, Da Vinci Code it is, and that's episode eighty six. Uh, Check us out on our socials. We'll get polls up for this week and last week. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next time. See you. See you. Peace.